raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 10th. It is six minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we are glad you have decided to join us this morning. So Mayor Joe Hogsett said he's... 50-50 on whether he'll seek a third term in office. He said he wanted to wait until the passage of the city's budget and the midterm elections before deciding on the 23 campaign. He said, I intend to be making decisions and announcements probably by the end of the month. It's a 50-50 proposition right now. He has to have conversations with his family, and it's been a difficult three-year period during the second term. Hogsett has been serving as mayor of Indianapolis since January 1st of 20. Well, Joe Hogshead is a person that has spent much of his life attempting to avoid working a real job. So if that (laughs) is your goal, as it is for many politicians, uh, why wouldn't you run again, given the election results that you saw the other night? Ryan Mears, on paper, the prosecutor, should have been about as vulnerable as a candidate could possibly be. It's a climate that, at least in some capacity, favored Republicans. He's done a terrible job. Crime is a universal thing that whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever, you should want to have under control. And so if there was any office that you would say, wow, yes, it's Marion County. Yes, it's super blue. But man, that one might be vulnerable. And the Republicans ran a pretty good candidate in terms of Cindy Carrasco. Mm -hmm. But he still won 60-40, which is basically what the party registration is in Marion County, which tells you that if you're the Democrat in Marion County, short of you, I don't even know what would happen, but you're going to win. So if Hogsett wants to keep doing it and avoid working a real job, as he has for most of his life, then why wouldn't you do it? Maybe the pressure's getting to him. I mean, his second term has included a surge in homicides. Two yeah. record-setting years of n- homicide numbers, businesses being shut down but, but that is, but throughout that, the city during COVID. Also, the riots. But, but Casey, no, no, no. But you're operating from the standpoint of as a good and decent person, you would say, wow, that would mortify me if I were in charge and the numbers that you're reading or the things you're reading were happening. You're talking about Joe Hogsett. You're talking about a career politician. He doesn't care about that. Clearly, he doesn't care about it based on the fact that he's doing nothing to solve the problem. You're not dealing with the person here with morals or some strong you know, compass that you would say, wow, I've done a terrible job mm-hmm. running the city and it is time for someone else to have their hand in it because I couldn't do the job. That is a very difficult conversation that you have to have with yourself when you look in the mirror and you're in a position and you say, wow, I'm really not succeeding at this. But they don't. Maybe I should try something else. But they don't. You would. And I And I have done that before. Sure. I hate to admit it, but I was in a position at one point in my career where I was not successful. I was not the right person for the job. So I left it. I was not helping them succeed. So I had to make that tough decision and say, wow, you know what? This is not working out here. I'm not the right fit for this job. It's time to move on and do something else. The, the, the issue here is the fact that voters, again, have been unwilling to hold anyone accountable for anything that takes place because of some bizarro tribalism. And Joe Hogsett is a beneficiary, as was Ryan Mears, of a of a colossally lazy 
agenda, I guess you would say, agenda-driven media based on the fact that they never hold these people accountable. How is it that two and a half years later, not one person, not at WIBC, has asked Joe Hogsett, where he was, where were you during mm-hmm. the riots? Not instigating anything, not insinuating anything, simply looking at Joe Hogsett and going, where were you during the riots? And then when he answers it, because he'd be totally flabbergasted if he actually got a random, confused, likely accidental act of journalism breaking out from the Indianapolis media, not named WIBC, <laughs> okay, prove it. Because Joe Hogsett disappeared during the riots, and the vast majority of us believe he was somewhere doing something, but we know, we don't know. We don't know where the mayor of Indianapolis was during arguably the most important event that has ever happened in the city of Indianapolis that inflicted colossal damage on people, on businesses, on the morale of the city, on the structure of the city. And yet he never gets asked. So if you want to keep avoid working a real job and keep spending your life going to ribbon cuttings and whatever, and you feel no remorse whatsoever for the damage you've inflicted on the city, why wouldn't he run again? He's going to run again. Yeah, he's having that 50-50 chance. Maybe he's having that difficult conversation with himself right now. No, I, I don't think which he... Which is why he's not coming out and saying. No, I, but and again, I understand you're operating from your standpoint as a good, decent person who wants good things for society. That is not a conversation. It's just, does he want to do something else? Mm-hmm. If there is some better paying, more lucrative job, that's all he's looking at. Or he's waiting for the better offer to come it, in. Perfect. The BBD, the bigger, better deal. Yeah, the, Yes, the BBD, the mm-hmm. bigger, better deal. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's 11 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and let's talk about Mike Braun. He is the first domino that needs to fall for a lot of other things to happen. He has flirted with the idea. He's put it out there. He might run for governor. I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I think Mike Braun has done a pretty good job as a U.S. senator. So let me get that out there first. But Mike Braun annoys me. <laughs> And Mike Braun annoys me for a couple of reasons. One, he is a guy who clearly really wanted to be in elected positions. I mean, he has been in elected positions for decades now, yet he keeps presenting himself as this, like, I'm an outsider. No, dude. You were on a school board. You were a state rep. You were uh, you were a U.S. senator. Now you apparently want to be governor. At least there's part of you that wants to be governor. No, dude, you're a guy that wants to be in office. You're a rich, wealthy, successful businessman. I don't dispute that, and that's a great quality to have. But this, I'm different than everyone else. No. You were just a guy who, like almost every other Republican in the Indiana General Assembly, was stupid enough to vote for the gas tax when you were a state rep. You voted for the other Holcomb tax increases when you were a state rep. You're not better than. You're not different than. You're just a guy who amassed infinite wealth and was able to buy a U.S. Senate seat, and now you're pondering buying the governor's office. Now, let me again say, I think as a U.S. senator, other than when he opens his mouth, which he has a foot and mouth issue, he's done a pretty good job. But it, I really hope people do not buy this. If you want to vote for the guy, great. If he has great ideas to run the state, great. But I hope people don't buy this. I'm a limited government outsider because when he was a state rep, he voted for a whole bunch of tax increases. He funded a whole bunch of the Holcomb agenda, and he didn't think twice about it. Now, he said that he felt like he could be more effective as governor because his goal is to serve Hoosiers. And he wants to do more for Indiana. And as a senator, he can't do as much because... Then why'd you run? 
this is a, see, I'm saying he, th- these things annoy me, and we'll spend a lot of time, I guess, the next two years talking about it. Because are, are you insinuating you didn't know what a, what a senator did? I mean, Casey, we've had this conversation before in 2016. Many, 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 many people wanted me to run. It was state Senate, not U.S. Senate. And if I had to run, I would have won very easily. I decided not to run because ultimately I said, you can't accomplish crap as one senator. Mm-hmm. I can do more here, this, whatever, talking to people and educating them than I can because being a senator, you don't get anything done. You are a beholden to a party leadership. And I would have either been assassinated or thrown in the White River or something would have happened to me <laughs> because I would have been miserable. Are we led to believe that Mike Braun, who was a state rep before he was a U.S. senator, didn't know how awful it was to be a U.S. senator? Why do you think Todd Young likes being a U.S. senator? You aren't accountable for anything. There's nothing to get done. I just, this idea that we are, everyone is waiting on one guy to make up his mind. Well, and that's the first domino. That's the first domino that needs to fall because if Mike Braun says he's going to run for governor, well, then there's the Senate seat open. And then we've heard rumors that maybe Victoria Sparks would like to run for his Senate seat, which will leave her House seat open. Right. So then somebody's got to fill that House seat. But again, it's like if you think you're good at something and Chris Christie, we don't really like him, but he said this about running against Trump. And it's totally true. If you think you're good at it, you think you'll be good at it. You think you're the best person for the job. Who cares what someone else is doing? Why are we all just waiting on Mike Braun? What, because he's got a lot of money? Who cares if you think you'd be good at governor? Run for governor. Mm -hmm. If you think you could do a better job at U.S. Senate, run for U.S. Senate. If you just the whole thing that we're just waiting on one guy mm-hmm. like and by the way just because he runs for governor doesn't mean he's going to win right suzanne crouch is the lieutenant governor now i don't know why anybody would vote for her given the fact that she did nothing the past eight years or six years as eric holcomb destroyed the state and i know she's going to try to run as a conservative but dude you did nothing you've said nothing you've done nothing to stop anything but she's has and will raise a gajillion dollars. The Doden guy up in Fort Wayne, who was the, uh, 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 under Pence, was the economic director, I think was what he was under Pence. He's raised a whole bunch of money. This is not some walk in the park. Trey Hollingsworth has infinite family money. He's probably sitting around bored right now, now that he's about to leave the house. (laughs) He'll need to run for something. Like... I, I don't I, I, just it, just because he says, hey, I'm going to run for governor doesn't mean he's going to win. No. And I just yeah. hate the fact that everybody's like waiting with bated breath on what Mike Braun is going to do. If you think you'd be good at something, run. If you don't think you'd be good, don't run. Stop giving one guy so much sway and influence. It is 16 minutes after 10. And coming up, we have so many voicemails. We're going to devote a couple segments yeah. to it. We're going to hear from you. Of course, the number 317-684-8444. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That's the line for our voicemails. We encourage your questions, comments, and smart remarks, and we've got a litany of them today, huh? 
Yeah, we've got so many people, obviously people wanting to weigh in on the election, et cetera. So I said, let's do two segments of taking your calls. And normally, you know, I kind of line these up for Kevin and say, here's what we want to do and the ones we want to get to in this order. But I'm going to let Kevin have it today. All the calls are good. It's a hodgepodge of things, most of it related to the election. So I just let him fire and surprise us and then we'll comment on him. All right, okay. Kevin, go. Kendall, listen, you are a narcissistic, egotistical maniac. I must hate myself because I listen to you three hours every day, <laughs> and you drive me nuts. Have you ever heard of beating a dead horse? Give it a break, man. All right, I hope that was enough hate for you, and uh, made your day. Um, and Casey, to make your day, I love you. You are great, smart, add life to the show. And Rob, I do love you as well, sir. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. I just want to hear what he's going to say next. Yeah, that was for all of our hate friends in the YouTube chat. There you go. All right, Kevin, what's next? I just heard Hammer and Nigel say 73% of the polls said people are just are dissatisfied. So you mean to tell me? that 73% of the people are dissatisfied in this country, but they went out of their way to vote against Donald Trump candidates when he has support all over the nation. It doesn't make sense. Brian Kemp is more popular in Georgia than Herschel Walker. No way. And you mean to tell me because Herschel's associated with Trump in Georgia? In Georgia. He's not as popular as Brian Kemp, the never the never Trumper Rhino dude that did some shit with the elections like Raffenberger. It doesn't make any sense. There's no way that all of this dissatisfaction there was no there was no enthusiasm for the Democratic Party. Okay, so this this comes back to what we talked about earlier, which is the audience we i'm guilty of it have been everybody is you start thinking because you hear and you're around and surrounded by people everyone thinks like me Mm -hmm. right and the reality is look at indiana hundreds of thousands of republicans in 2020 walked away from the party and voted for rainwater yet holcomb ended up with whatever it was 56 percent of the vote because a whole lot of democrats crossed over because they liked the mask mandates they liked the lockdowns they liked the tax increases and voted for Holcomb and all those Republicans who walked away to vote for Rainwater were offset by Democrats the general election is a numbers game and yes I would agree with this guy in the sense of the people who voted for Herschel Walker are all in hardcore they love it they couldn't get enough of it but Herschel Walker And the same thing is true with Warnock on the other side, which is why it's going to a runoff. Mm -hmm. They're not good at attracting other people. They're not good at breaking outside of the hardcore base of the party. Whereas Brian Kemp stood up to Trump, said, look, we run our own state. You don't run us. You don't tell us what to do. There are some issues with voting that probably need to be fixed. We'll fix them in a correct manner, et cetera. That appealed to a lot of people in the middle. Think about in, in Georgia, the 2% that the Libertarian got, 2.1%, I think, if Herschel Walker or Warnock had found a way to appeal to those people, they either one of them would have got past 50% and we'd be done here. 
they weren't able to expand their base. They weren't able to move past it. And now we're going to run off and who knows exactly what's going to happen. This is not some surprise. What we're talking about earlier and about the difference between a Trump and a DeSantis. Herschel Walker is Trump. DeSantis, while not the views, but the ability to appeal to people is Kemp. Who would you rather be? Herschel Walker's in a fight for his life right now. Kemp's sitting back pretty, drinking a cold one, looking forward to his next four years. Well, I also feel that Stacey Abrams is perhaps slightly more polarizing. Yes, 100%. And a lot of people who voted for Kemp were voting against Stacey Abrams. Yeah. And the Warnock-Walker race didn't feel quite that extreme. The general election is about appealing to the person you see at the grocery store. It is not about appealing to the person who listens to WIBC. And that may pain a lot of people, but that is the reality. And that is why Republicans struggle at times, especially in statewide races, to get across the finish line. I would feel like that there were a lot of women specifically who were voting for Kemp. I I don't know. I don't have the breakdown of the numbers. This is just a gut feeling. Uh, Yes, Warnock is extreme, but... Abrams, I think, really rubbed a lot of women the wrong way, especially when she started saying the ridiculous stuff that um, the heartbeat was uh, made up from a man-made machine, things like that. I mean, any woman who's ever been pregnant knows that that is just a bunch of BS. And people do not like unserious candidates if they put their unseriousness on full Display. They want people that, and oftentimes it's a lie, right? Like again, and I know we got to get to a break, and then we'll play some more calls. But the the U.S. Senate race is an is a great example. Now, again, straight ticket voting had a lot to do with it, etc. Indiana's a red state, but in that debate, whether you agreed with Todd Young or not. Todd Young looks like a U.S. senator. I mean, he's wanted to do it since he was old enough to tie his shoes. He should be pretty good at it. He looks the part of a U.S. senator. Tom McDermott had profanity on his signs. Those signs people were holding up at the election night Mm -hmm. had profanity on it. People people look at Tom McDermott and go, you're a clown, dude. So you expect a certain uh, level of decorum or professionalism. Yeah, people... And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with this, obviously, but they want slickness from their politician, but not a Dr. Oz slickness, mm-hmm. right? They want somebody who looks good in a suit, who looks professional, who sounds professional. Well, be careful because that is my big problem with Gavin Newsom. Well, but I'm saying like I there's an oily, there, slick, used car salesman no, sort no, of guy. There's a limit to it, right? I mean, it's a, it's a balancing act. Why did James Siniak do so poorly? James Siniak, the libertarian, Mm -hmm. was doing markedly better, I guarantee you, than before that debate because people saw the guy, and James is a great guy, nice guy, had some good ideas, I voted for him, but dude, you were a Saturday Night Live character. (laughs) People are like, I'm not voting for that. Sometimes it's just better not to be seen or heard like Buster Bluth in Arrested Development. So it's part of what people want. Mm -hmm. Stacey Abrams, clown. Mm -hmm. You know, this... People have got to get past that you, it's not just how you view it. Other people are in the soup with us. Perception is reality. And everybody votes on their own way. All right, you want to take a break and then get to more Yeah, we've got more phone calls to get to. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. <laughs> Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. 
I was out drinking a margarita. I don't know where you were, oh. but when this call came in, I was out having a margarita. Oh, okay? well, all right. <laughs> 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to leave us a message. We do like your contribution to the show. Yeah, we're doing just random. Um, we're just, I'm letting Kevin pick these calls in random order today. we got so many related to the election. Normally, I kind of line them up for him. But mm-hmm. uh, All right, Kevin, what's next? Donald Trump is a mixed bag. You can't say he's a big loser. Uh, but you can't say that just because DeSantis had a great night. You have to look at Georgia. I look at Georgia and say, Brian Kemp won by eight points. Herschel Walker is going to that runoff. I think he's going to win that runoff because 2.1% of the vote voted Libertarian. So assuming those folks get out and vote for Herschel, which they won't totally, that might be enough for him to make up that difference. Anyway, you got an eight-point difference between Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker from last night. That's because people in Georgia said, look, I like Brian Kemp. He stood up to the woke mob, stood up against Coca-Cola, all the other BS going on down there. And he also stood up to Donald Trump, Brad Raffensperger, that Secretary of State. I bet he did he win by six or eight points as well. Same thing. So... If you look at last night, you have to say Donald Trump is a loser because of Georgia, not so much because of Florida. Hmm. Well, there's a, there's a couple more races. I mean, Tudor Dixon in Michigan yep. was his pick, and she did not beat Whitmer. Yep. Oz in Pennsylvania, and now I've seen things coming out saying that Trump is blaming Melania for that pick. I but, don't I don't know if there's any truth in that, validity to that or not. It, it is like, this is a terrible analogy, but whatever. It is like dating a woman that, or and if you're a woman dating a man, or I guess it's 2022, so what, whoever you're dating, man or woman, be you man <laughs> or woman, there, did I check all the boxes? Okay. Am I, am I doing it right? Yeah. Uh, and it is an incredible, fast-paced, wild, and amazing rendezvous-laden first month together, right? And you say, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And then you realize the person you're with is just exhausting as a human being, <laughs> and whatever, whatever vast enjoyment you get in terms of momentary pleasure is far eclipsed by the other 23 hours of the day I have to be around this person and that's where many people are and have been for a long time Mm -hmm. with Trump and it's not going to get any better it's only going to get worse hopefully Republicans do the right thing All right, what's next Kevin Hi Kendall and Chris old Tom from the south side once again enjoy you guys so I guess this one counts a hate call uh this is very topical, uh, intended for Thursday the 10th. Property taxes are due today. Mm. Property taxes are due today. I know in all the excitement of the so-called election we just had, it's hard to remember to do that. But those that do not have <clears throat> their property taxes escrowed, they do have to pay them or there will be a sizable penalty, which will go to the state of Indiana, which already has $15 billion. So I give them more than necessary. So, again, I can't scream enough from the top of the mountain. Nobody ever mentions it in the papers anymore. Today, November 10th, 2022, property taxes are due. 
Mm-hmm. This is why this show is the best show in the history of ever. Where else are you going to get a public service reminder to pay your exorbitant property taxes? Mm-hmm. And here's the reason I played this. There is a colossal disaster looming in the state of Indiana, and people are not awake to it yet because they haven't had the bill yet. And that is the reassessments that have taken place on the next property tax bill. So the one you will pay in the spring is going to be a sticker and shell shock to so many people. And yet the Indiana Republican Party, who controls everything, has been begged for years and years and years and years to get the property assessments under control, the process of property assessments, the protection of taxpayers under control. And I have a sneaking suspicion, based on when those new property tax bills pop up, you could see 2008 all over again down at the Indiana State House. And if we remember out of 2008, what happened was we got the property tax cap. So Republican Party, because they control everything, and as usual, just like with school boards, it's their laziness and their unwillingness to con- to combat angry members of local government, they have caused this problem and it's about to be a disaster in 2023. You know, I got a uh, email from my realtor, which was a nice reminder. Yeah. Hey, just reminder, make sure you file that homestead tax exemption because when that comes, if you haven't, woo, you're going to be surprised by that number. Oh, you mean your homestead tax exemption. And of course you voted mm-hmm. uh, where your homestead tax <laughs> exemption was, right? Yes, I did. But you know why you did that? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right. You know, and by the way, I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Kevin, what's up next? You know, nothing that happened last night really surprises me. It's the same stuff we keep talking about. People just, they won't get off this two-party system. They're just going to go vote. Whoever's got the letter by their name that they've been voting for all their lives. You know, they keep complaining about needing change. we got to do something. Yeah, they keep voting the same people in there, no matter how bad a job they've done since they've been in there, it just doesn't matter. That's what they're going to vote for. The big example was Ryan Mears. I mean, look what's going on in Indianapolis, the crime, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet he got 60% of the vote. It's a Democrat stronghold. Uh, he's got the D by his name. Well, we got to vote for him. Doesn't matter. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. He's right. People are so tribalized at this point they whether it is ryan mears whether it is mervan up in the first district let's put it on the republican side whether it is diego if you get through that primary now you're basically home free in the vast majority of areas because people put no effort into it they have no idea who these people are they don't take the time to educate themselves you got an email, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you know what? That reminds me of the email. And you know what? And I have a question for you, Rob, because yes. uh, I haven't researched this, so I don't know the answer, and I'll ask you. Maybe you know. Yes. So the third-party candidate in Georgia uh-huh. with the uh, the Warnock and Walker Chase, thing. Chase Oliver, I think. Ch- Oliver, name. right. Now, when they do the uh, runoff in December, yeah. will he be on the ballot, no. or will it just come down to those two? Yeah, so it's just two. The two top vote-getters in Georgia, if no one gets 50%, they are the only two in the runoff. Okay. And do you think that that third party candidate had anything to do with the fact that now it's in a runoff? Well, obviously, if there were only two people running, someone would have to get over 50 percent. But clearly, Walker and Warnock both did not earn Mm -hmm. 2.1 percent of Georgia's population's vote. 
And if someone doesn't earn the vote, and look, obviously I'm cheering for Herschel Walker, but if he doesn't earn a vote, Mm -hmm. people shouldn't give the vote away. People who believed in Chase Oliver, believed Herschel Walker or Warnock didn't earn their vote, absolutely did the right thing. Okay, so here's the email that I received. Casey, this is my first communication with you all. Love the show. I wanted to comment on the fact that so many people vote straight ticket. If they're anything like myself, it's because we're totally frustrated. You almost need a doctorate degree in reading voting ballots to make sense of it all. Prior to the election, there are hundreds of signs all over the city. Yet how many of those will be on my ballot in my district? And although you let us know to go to our city's website to see all the candidates, where do you go to compare one against the other? The average person out there, myself included, just can't put the whole puzzle together unless you make it a second job to study it all before the election. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. I just, this seems like a very nice person and we appreciate him or her listening, Mm -hmm. but come on. I guarantee in an average day, you spend at least an hour flipping through your phone or watching your Netflix or your Hulu. An hour flipping through your phone? It's more like three to four on average. I'm trying to be nice because Mm -hmm. this person seems like he genuinely enjoys the show. Mm -hmm. Dude Mm -hmm. or dudette, Mm -hmm. whatever you are, I don't want to assume your gender. It is not hard. I mean, what are there, like eight or nine races you have to vote on if you go all the way through the entire ballot? Mm -hmm. It is not hard to research and find the views of eight or nine people. And if you can't find their views or you can't contact them or they won't return an email, then don't vote for them. Leave it blank. I leave most of my ballot blank almost every single time because the people have not earned my vote. And yes, it may be hard to decipher the difference between your county council candidate. But if you're not willing to put the effort into it, it's a phone call or an email. Find out specific things of what the core issues that are important to you are. Like, just ask him. Are you willing to guarantee there'll be no new tax increases? That's a very simple yes or no answer. Uh, let's just extrapolate that from the equation. The two top of the tickets, you know, the Secretary of State, the, uh, the, the U.S. Senate race, there's a litany of information about that. People look for reasons to be lazy. You have infinite time. Almost everyone has a cell phone. Everybody has internet. You can find just about anything on anyone on the internet. Come on. <laughs> but thank you for listening. <laughs> it is 1044. It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. And joining us up next, we've got Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 10.50 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and I misspoke. Hammer's got the day off. Hey. That lucky guy, and in his place, we've got Nigel. Nigel. I love it that I just got you to admit that you were indeed day drinking the other day. 
I heard you, know, you say something about a margarita. Well, here's and, here's what uh, happened. You're, you're kind of ashamed about it. Don't don't ever be ashamed <laughs> well, of being day uh, having a day drink. I associate day drinking with multiple beverages, and okay. I only had one because I went to go get a new tire on the car because we had a flat tire. Yeah. And when I went there, they said, "Oh, it'll be an hour, hour and a half." And so, <laughs> you guys, I ran across Rockville Road, which is <laughs> a busy road, five lanes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> she, <laughs> she really wanted that margarita. Well, I mean, I was. Going to sit there in the lobby of the tire place, so I thought, well, there's a Mexican restaurant right over there. I'll lady just cross after my the own street. Heart. Lady after my own and, heart, and that's where the margarita came in. Where'd you go this morning? This, this thing Hammer and I did this morning. Uh, Hammer, even though he's off today, he and I w- were honored to attend the Thanksgiving with a cop charity event uh, this morning at the Rich Charles. Oh, so we were guests of FOP President R- Rick Snyder. Yeah. Uh, they raised money for the Central Indiana Police Foundation. And tons of law enforcement from all over the state were there. Uh, great breakfast, Tom Zupanzik did. Oh. They um, did the auction at the end. Yeah. Um, Win a date with so, Nigel. Yeah, right. Mm. So, the, you know, the Central Indiana Police Foundation, they support, you know, traumatically injured officers, officers killed in the line of duty, their families. Mm. Um, there was a big push for to get these trauma kits into police cars. But, man... Today, uh, before the auction, there was this incredible speaker, and they've done this the past five or six years. I can't, re- I don't know if they did it during the COVID year or not, but th- they have a speaker oh. there before the auction, before you start to raise money. And if you remember September 2001, Marion County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Baker died uh-huh. in the line of duty w- w- during one of the biggest and longest shootouts in law enforcement history in Indiana. Hmm. And so his father, uh, who's also a police officer, Jerry Baker, he's retired, spoke at this event today and, and took us through the last moments of, of Deputy Baker, his son's life. Oh, wow. And it was just an absolutely harrowing, yeah, powerful testimony, uh, perspective of what police officers go through almost every day, not a dry eye in the room. Mm-hmm. And, and the kicker of it was Hammer and I were seated at a table with the family of fallen Elwood officer, Noah Shonagans. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting there listening to this guy. So, uh, you know, uh, Deputy Baker's dad tell how he died in the line of duty. And we have, you know, the Shonavaz situation where the Elwood police officer died earlier this summer in a killing. And also at our table was IMPD officer Tommy Mangan. Oh, wow. The guy who was shot in the in the throat, right? In the throat of violent criminal, um, and he is doing incredibly well. Good. I mean, he's a good. tall, he's a tall, good-looking man. So um, I was very honored to be be at the table, just to be in their presence. Um, I got to talk with uh, the Shanavals family for a few minutes. I just said hi to Officer Manigan, and and man, if I could just you know pimp the website for a second. Sure, to go mm-hmm. absolutely. It's it's cipf.foundation. It's what, really What easy. is it? cipf.foundation. Can you imagine that table? There's all those heroes. I and know, the, and, and then, then Hammer, Hammer and Nigel. Hammer and Nigel. <laughs> I'm wondering, why did they place you guys but, there? But they, we, there were police officers from all different parts of Indy coming up to us and saying, hey, thank you for you know, supporting law enforcement. We didn't do anything. We just sat there and ate a free breakfast. Yeah, that's what you guys do best. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but man, I really just, I wanted to get the word out. They do this every year it's an incredible event and i was uh, just completely is it a is it a fundraising event yeah it's a fundraising okay. event the, the central indiana police foundation they you know they support injured officers uh, and then they support um uh, families of fallen officers mm-hmm. in the line of duty it's it's and they like i said they have a big push for getting these trauma kits into the uh, police cars so 
huge honor today. Thanks to uh, Rick Snyder, president of the FOP, for having us. And and you can find out more on how to donate at uh, CIPF.foundation. So what, Hammer just took a day off? Is that why you just do that around <laughs> here? Got, I just don't feel like coming to work today? He's got a couple of days off. So uh, Tony Kennett uh, will be filling in today. Gun Guy Relford uh, filling in tomorrow. And over the next few days, we just have a slew of, of guests coming in where I think we're going to try to get Superintendent Doug Carter on oh. at some point in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Snyder is going to come on with us. Um, and uh, Rob Kendall will go off That's the rails. That's right. It's my day to go off the rails. Thursday. So it's your time to shine. Well, you know, I'm not on this radio station enough. I'm really looking for the Tony Katz treatment around here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're going to talk a lot more about midterms. Not as bad as Republicans thought, Yeah, I think. And we'll go break that down here later on this afternoon, starting at 3. Well, it's nice to see you're earning your paycheck today, yeah, Nigel. That's right. Give Hammer a day off, Rarely finally. Never do it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.